It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Every day. Every day. We just keep trucking along this week, right? At Nick Ashew on Twitter, nickashew.com slash locked on Redskins for plenty more of this Redskins content. If you want to get involved in that, of course, there's you know just stuff all over my website if you want to check that out as well. Of course, 1067 the fan, NBC Sports Washington. You know, it's funny, for all the conversation that we've had in terms of the running back battle and looking at the Redskins backfield and the type of depth that they lack, but you could also say they adding Adrian Peterson at least gave them something more with Darius Geis out. The receiving situation is where the hell has Josh Doxon been? I was I was trying to figure this out. I, I honestly I forgot he existed. I, I was with Aaron Hawksworth the other day doing a show and we're like, wait, Josh Doxon, that's right. He he wasn't hurt against Denver, right? He started. He didn't even get targeted. And I understand it's not the full game plan for the Redskins. And it was a lot of, let's just shove Adrian Peterson down the Broncos' throat defensively so we can see what Adrian Peterson has. And rightfully so. I gave Jay Gruden a ton of credit for that. I think he handled it perfectly. That was the right way to approach it. Just give us as much Adrian Peterson as possible because you had him against a lot more in terms of starting and even second-string guys out there. You're not going to do that in the fourth game. He's not playing in the fourth preseason game. It's not going to happen. But, I mean, we do have a problem there when it comes to that. Josh Doxson now is going into his third year. Josh Doxson is somebody that has been nothing but either a question mark, a frustration, or to the point where you want to punch a hole through the wall. Especially Jay Gruden. Just over it, right? One catch for 11 yards against the Jets. That's it. That's his preseason. Now again, I have to use the stupid phrase over and over and over again. It's just preseason. But it is true. Like, are we serious here? Josh Doxson has done nothing, and he needs to gain confidence he needs to gain chemistry with Alex Smith Alex Smith's got to figure out who the hell he can count on I mean I'm assuming Jordan Reed we know they've been holding him out purposely they're not playing him in the preseason because he's fragile because he needs to live in a bubble but I hope that they're gaining some chemistry in practice that we're not seeing because it's apparent that Josh Doxson's not going to contribute to this team again on a regular basis like I'm going to make the prediction now that he's probably going to be just as inconsistent as he was last year Six touchdowns, had over 500 yards receiving, 35 receptions. That's not great. But I could also consider last year essentially Doxon's rookie year. So we can give him a little bit of leeway. But like, what have we seen to make us think he's taking that next step, right? He's going in that direction. They had Paul Richardson. He had one fairly good NFL season essentially on his resume. Are we going to anticipate Paul Richardson taking that next step? It's certainly possible. But think about the rest of this lineup. Think about the rest of this position on the depth chart. Maurice Harris likely going to make the team. Solid guy. Solid player. Trey Quinn, Mr. Irrelevant. 
He's going to be a decent slot receiver, but he's not going to be somebody that you can probably depend on right away. He's still going to have to learn the NFL game, too. There's a reason why he was still the last pick in the draft. Cam Sims, big body, if he makes the roster, he's still really, really raw, but certainly has potential, too. Brian Quick, six receptions in 11 games last year. He's looked good in camp. He's looked good in practice. Like, you just go down this list, and I'm just... Look, Alex Smith does not have the same roster that he had last year. He doesn't have the same weapons that he had last year. Now, we'll say, Jay Gruden's offense has been very capable in putting quarterbacks in position to succeed, right? We saw that with Cousins. Kirk Cousins was incredibly successful overall in terms of at least the numbers, the stats, the performance in terms of moving the ball down the field in Jay Gruden's offense. The red zone was a whole other story after 2015, but he could still put up big numbers. The offense certainly did move. It was an offense that you could watch and go, all right, I can stomach this, right? Like It wasn't what we had in the past with John Beck and Rex Grossman or whoever else that just stalled on a consistent basis. Alex Smith's a smart quarterback. Despite the fact that he's been inaccurate in the preseason, we haven't seen that much of him. Like, it's not enough to get into a rhythm. I'm not going to overly panic because they were spending a lot of time trying to shove Adrian Peterson, like I said, down everybody's throats. So, okay. Right? Like, we're not going to get overly upset over that. But I just, I'm really disappointed that we haven't seen more of Josh Doxson in this preseason. And it, it, look, I understand they're probably worried that he's fragile a little bit too. But right now, after Josh Doxson, after Paul Richardson, in terms of backups, you got Maurice Harris, Trey Quinn, Cam Sims, Brian Quick, players like that. Not a lot of experience. It's almost like the Redskins secondary in a lot of ways. Where after Josh Norman, you got a lot of players who don't have a lot of experience there. There's some talent, but there's a lot of raw talent. There's a lot of raw talent with this receiving core with the Redskins too. And if I'm Alex Smith, I'm looking at this and I'm praying. I'm praying that I can count on Jordan Reed and Vernon Davis and Chris Thompson out of the backfield a lot. Those are going to be his safety nets. And every quarterback, see, every quarterback has got to have that safety net, especially in a new system, right? Like, if you're Alex Smith, tight end is always one, especially for rookie quarterbacks, second-year quarterbacks. They'll tell you all the time, those are the guys that need a safety net the most. Not as much as Alex Smith, but he's in a new system still. Tight end is always that guy. Tight end is always somebody that a quarterback can look at and say, I can count on you. This is the exact situation that Alex Smith is now going to be in. Who's his safety net? It should be Jordan Reed. Jordan Reed is by far their best playmaker, their best quote-unquote receiver right on this team. You line him up in the slot too, even a tight end, and he can do it. Is he going to be out there all year? Will they have that chemistry early? Chemistry is so important. It's so important. And if Alex Smith can't find that, you put yourself in a position then as, as a Redskins offense where you're spending weeks trying to figure that out. You put yourself in a position where you're trying to then figure out, all right, who can Alex Smith go to on a consistent basis? And he needs more than one. Like, really, the best offense, like I always talk about, I talked about on the podcast before, where, you know, diva receivers, right? That one guy that wants the ball, wants 10, 12 targets a game. That's not a feasible offense. It's not an offense that you want to have on a regular basis in the NFL. You want to put yourself in a position as an offense where you can spread the ball out, right? Tom Brady's made a, li- made a living out of spreading the ball out to tons of different receivers. Honestly, a lot of just white receivers that suddenly become great, dependable players for him, right? It just seems to work that way every time. It's, it's the same way. You've got to be able to spread the ball out and have multiple weapons. So if you can have Jordan Reed and Vernon Davis, Chris Thompson out of the backfield, good, that's three. If they're all healthy and they're all consistent. Josh Doxson, and Paul Richardson have got to be the two that really step up. Paul Richardson's had one pretty good year 
wasn't with the Redskins. Josh Doxson had essentially his rookie year last year, his actual rookie year, didn't play at all, with the mystery Achilles injury that nobody knows what the hell it is, right? Nobody knew what that thing was. Can Trey Quinn become somebody that actually in his rookie year you go, whoa, wait a second. I mean, this guy's the new Danny Amendola or whatever. Eric Decker in his prime. I don't know. Yeah, I'm just throwing out white receiver names at this point. You get it, fine. The point is, is that Alex Smith's going to have to figure out who those guys are or it's going to be tough for this offense to move consistently. And look, you don't want to overly panic in what you see in the preseason. But remember, after the Jets game, it was what? He was four of six. You go, oh, yeah, offense looks solid under Alex Smith. Then the third preseason game, oh, God, they look terrible. Oh, man, this isn't good. So uh, we do take, try to be a little level-headed with this, but let's be honest. I mean, it's still fair to have concerns over what's going on at receiver, especially somebody like Doxon. I, I just hope we see him consistently in the regular season. I'm very worried that it's just not going to be the case. All right, we get to hear from Jay Gruden one last time before tonight against the Ravens. Have that next. It's the Locked on Redskins podcast. You are Locked on Redskins, your daily podcast on the Washington Redskins. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You are Locked On Redskins. Station with Robin Samaje, just about kind of where they are now that it appears Adrian Peterson has settled in on the top of that depth chart. Well, I think everybody understands the competition in every position, so uh, those conversations will take place, have taken place. Uh, Samaje has been unavailable uh, as of late, so now it's important for him to get back in there and, uh, and make a run and, and rob the same thing. So uh, the competition is still there, without a doubt. Um, they know what's up. They're pros. Jay, can you update us on Mo Harris? Is he still concussion protocol? Uh, Mo, yeah, a little bit. He's uh, seeing some doctors and all that stuff. He'll be fine, though. Uh, when you're making these roster decisions, how, how much do you weigh, you know, the, the what have you done lately versus what a guy has done through, you know, through OTAs, training camp, and I guess for a veteran in, in previous seasons? You try to weigh all of it in, really. You know, you, you look at their past performance in the NFL. You look at what they've done since OTAs. You look at their performance in preseason. Um, you look at their health. You look at what they can offer on special teams. Um, all that, very, very important. We saw Matt Ioannidis out there yesterday and today. Just how has he looked in terms of kind of getting back to his normal self? It's, it's important for him to get out there and just get a little bit, a couple reps in there just to get a feel, uh, try to get some running in there for his stamina. Uh, but he looks good. You know, he's probably not quite there yet, but he will be. Uh, what's jumped out to you in the two games they've been together about Allen and Payne? What's jumped out? Oh, they're both strong humans, and they're hard to move, and they're tenacious uh, in their efforts, which is really critical for a defensive line. When you have talent and you have strength and you're also tenacious, it's a, it's a heck of a combination, and one we feel really uh, great about with those two guys. And, and really, when you throw in Matt in there, he's the same way, and same with Ziggy Hood, and 
Uh, the rest of the guys have also kind of picked up uh, that mentality uh, in Coach Tom Sula's room. So we feel really good about where they're at. You guys have had, you know, 80-plus of those guys since the beginning of the offseason. Are you surprised at how often a roster position may come down to a final preseason game and a singular performance considering how much basically data you collect over the course of six months? Yeah, it, it is surprising, but that's why you got to let it play out. You know, I try not to jump to any conclusions too soon because um, somebody's going to show up or somebody's not going to show up in the last game and could make a very big difference. It won't make the tell the whole story, but uh, it'll have a lot of impact in, in this final say. Um, and special teams will also. It's, that's really the unit that I'm looking most closely at is special teams, you know, for core backup positions. You have to be good on special teams. Kind of going off of that question, the fourth preseason game has this stigma of being a game that a lot of people just want to get through. But for you, obviously, there's still is there still a lot that you can evaluate and how useful is that fourth game to get a look at some of these roster hopefuls? Well, that and uh, it, it's these guys deserve a chance to play and show what they can do. A lot of these guys, like I mentioned before, haven't got a lot of reps in preseason games or in practice for that matter. You know, we see them an individual. We get them some reps in practice, but uh, this is a chance for them to really get an extended period of time look and uh, see how they do. And uh, it's going to be fun to watch them. Um, Trent wasn't going when we were out there. Was he, what was his situation? He was, uh, took the day off today, John. He didn't, okay. He's a veteran. Is he okay? He is just fine. Are yes. you okay? I'm fine, yeah. Okay, good. Let's move on. <laughs> yes, I got one more. Going back to uh, Ioannidis real quick, uh, how does he fit in with Allen and Payne as far as his skill set and what all those guys do? Well, I think when you have base out there, you have three defensive linemen out there, he'll be one of the three most likely. So he fits in right there. And then when you go sub, I think he's a great sub in there with Jonathan and Payne. Uh, the three guys can all rush the passer pretty good, and they're all strong against the run. Last year we gave up some big hits in our sub packages in the running game. And I think with Matt, Jonathan, and Payne, whatever combination we use of those three, I think we'll be a lot more stout uh, against the run. So, uh, you know, I think uh, he just adds to the – Mix keeps everybody fresh and strong. You know, speaking of guys, too, that uh, still have maybe some work to do in the final preseason game tonight against the Ravens, but maybe are already on the coach's list of guys that are in. Sean Dion Hamilton, the linebacker, who's really impressed uh, a lot of the coaches, really all the coaches, in training camp. The media's seen some real flashes from him, played well against Denver. We haven't had a chance to really hear from him at all this training camp. We're going to get to hear from him next because... Well, we love guys like that, right? We love the underdogs on the Locked On Redskins podcast. You are Locked On Redskins, your daily podcast on the Washington Redskins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. 
The start of the NFL regular season is actually right around the corner. And this season, don't sit around watching the Redskins from home when you could be at FedEx Field and the crowd cheering on in person thanks to Vivid Seats. Vivid Seats is offering Locked On Redskins listeners 10% off your first ticket order when you use the exclusive promo code Locked On. That's Locked On. New customers only, and this offer is only good through the end of August. So you got to get started right away. Preseason and regular season tickets are available now. The Redskins kick off their home schedule on September 16th against the Colts, and you could be there for all the excitement go to vividseats.com or download the app and enter promo code locked on for 10 percent off your first order the offseason's over the nfl is back and vivid seats wants to help you get to the game you are locked on redskins yeah yeah i mean you know you definitely get after of it um your practices at in college are tough and you know it's great competition so you know people are always competing and you know we've been that, that's translated here a lot, so you know everybody's out there competing, and, you know, fighting hard. The uh, inside linebacker situation is crowded and chaotic, and it's a lot of you guys competing. How, mm-hmm. how have you kind of taken to it this camp? I mean, there's so many guys that want these spots. There's only so many. Um, well, I mean, you know, just just you know, get get better every day. You know, keep chopping that wood. So I mean, we got a great group. You know, everybody's doing good, fighting hard. Everybody physical, tough. You know, all that kind of stuff. So I mean, just. It's a great group of guys, you know, learn a lot from them. What's the room like in, in that case? I mean, uh, all know you're getting, you're competing. Yeah. It's, it's, it's great. You got a lot of different personalities, so right. they, they, it, it's playing, playing ball is fun with them. How boring the personality is Marshall Spade? He got a lot of personality, for real. He, him, him and ZB probably got, got some of the best personality in the room. How do you feel like you showed yourself? Oh, I think I think I show 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 good. Um, you know, I think I've been doing pretty good. You know, with with, with learning the system and things like that. So I mean, it's just important that I just keep getting better every day. Physically, have you held up okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you feel fine coming into camp? Yeah, yeah. I mean, of course, you know, I I, I felt fine coming to camp. I mean, you know, you have your days, you know, where you can be a little bit sore and things like that. But I mean, other than that, you know. No, no bit scared or anything. Everything's been, been smooth. Said the toughest part. Um, you know, for a guy like me, man, I mean, don't it really don't even phase me. I mean, you know, a guy who's faced a lot of adversity. I mean, I'm healthy, so I mean, um, as long as I'm healthy, I'm I'm fine. I still got a smile on my face because I mean, I didn't I didn't been at rock bottom in the past few years, so. Oh yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, yeah. Of course, it's, it's definitely important. But I mean, you know, like I said, I mean, when when, you, when I'm when I'm healthy and you know, it's ball is fun and you know that's that's how I see it as. I'm healthy, you know. I'm having fun. I'm here here with a lot of teammates. You know, this is my dream. You know, to play NFL football. So, you know, for me to have the opportunity, you know, just just keep on getting better. No, nah, not at all. I mean, you know, you ask any any Bama guy. I mean, they've seen what kind of baller he is. I mean, you know, one thing about Alabama sometimes, you know, guys get overlooked because I mean, you got the the Calvin Ridley's, Amari Cooper's, those guys like that. So guys to get get overlooked. Oh, yeah, so Sean Dion Hamilton, somebody that really could be sort of one of those underrated players that makes this Redskins roster, that ends up contributing. And they, when you want to build a team, listen, you have to have those players as well. You got to have those guys that go out and it's such a cliche, right? The dirty work and that whole thing. But it is true. You want players that have another cliche, chip on their shoulder. I, I, I hate the cliches, but they do, they do kind of work at times, right? 
You need to have players that are willing to be on special teams, guys that are willing to just play a few snaps and feel like they have something to prove, feel like they've got a job to fight for every single play. That's what makes good teams great. That's what takes a good team and elevates it because you have those other little players. That, look, sometimes that stuff's just contagious too. Other guys see that and they say, hey, I need to work like him. I need to work like Sean Dion Hamilton. And that ends up just spreading around the locker room. And that's something that you do want spreading around the locker room. There's a lot of things that you probably don't want spreading around the locker room, but that's something that you do. Also keep in mind too, RG3 with the Ravens, this is a real opportunity for him to maybe make the Ravens roster, if not show that he can still be a backup in this league for another team. It's not just an audition for the Ravens. If they don't keep him, there's a very good chance that he gets signed by another team at some point because look, all teams are, there are, there's so many teams at least that are starving for quarterbacks in the NFL. And he's not the same guy that he was before. Just from hearing the way that he talks, people that have covered the Ravens more, like I'm not around the team, but I've talked to people that have been around the Ravens, and they say, look, there is more of a humble RG3. And that was one of the biggest problems. When he first came into the league, you know, he felt like it was just too good to be true, right? This guy was so polished and so mature. And you realize there's actually a lot of insecurity there. And there was a lot of shelteredness from just growing up and not really having enough experiences. And look, his dad was just honestly probably too involved with things a little bit with him, where he just put himself in a position where he didn't realize that there are going to be times we were going to be criticized. There are times where coaches are going to show bad film of you. You've got to take it and you've got to learn from it and make yourself better. And going to Cleveland, barely playing that year, getting hurt, then missing all of last season, nobody wanting to sign him, and then getting this opportunity with the Ravens, I hope and probably has really humbled the guy and it's going to put him in a position where he can continue to have his career because look may not have worked out in DC but I give the guy credit he is somebody that deserves to have an opportunity to play in the NFL again like right like you don't want to see anybody not have a job I'm not going to sit there and wish the guy never plays in the NFL again why like why would I do that so this is an opportunity for RG3 to continue his NFL career and I think all Redskins fans whether you Look back on his time fondly, which other than 2012, I really don't know why you would, but I guess you have that possibility. But you look back on it and say, you know what? Like It sucked. It didn't work out fine, but we've all moved on from it, right? It's a breakup. You, just, you wish your ex the best. You know it's not going to work out. It's not something you want to ever get back into, but you learn from that experience. Hopefully, RG3, and hopefully, all Redskins fans kind of just look on that and say, all right, like that's it. It's done, and we move on from it now. So we'll see what happens tonight against the Ravens. Cuts, of course, coming on Saturday, so we'll have another podcast next week recapping all of those cuts and what it means for the Redskins. Then we get started and get ready for the regular season. I'm at Nick Ashew on Twitter, nickashew.com slash LockedOnRedskins. It's the Locked On Redskins podcast. You are Locked On Redskins. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.